0: This is the Extravagant Promises Podcast, and I'm your host, Gregory. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. This is a podcast about reckoning, recovery, and redemption. We share our experience, strength, and hope. Tonight's episode is number 17, A man's price. Good evening and welcome to episode number 17. I'm pretty excited when I look at the limited data that I have on the app that helps me create this podcast, which is the Anchor app. Um, And it shows me that some people are listening to it. Um, It's very humbling in the sense of it's a very small number. And, and infinitesimally small when compared to some of the more popular podcasts. But the idea that there's anyone out there listening and getting something from this is just incredibly meaningful to me. As I did in my last podcast, I just hope that if if you want to do anything for me or for the podcast, just invite one more person to listen to it. Invite somebody who might be able to get a little bit of strength, maybe just a little bit of warmth in the cold battle with their demons or their recovery and their path to as they trudge the the, the road of happy destiny um, and 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 it means a lot to me when I see that and thank you so many of you for reaching out to me as always you can reach me on the internet through Instagram where the handle is at extravagant Promises podcast. Or you can email me, which is extravagant podcast at gmail.com. Now, on to the episode, but before we do that, let me just reiterate, as usual, a few points. First, this is not an AA meeting, though it does have its roots in Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 step program. This is by no means a meeting or a sanctioned or approved meeting of any sort. This is just a tool that I use to enhance and improve my recovery and my way of service. I strongly encourage everyone who's listening this to this to consider only consider, not 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 strong arm, just consider uh, a 12 step program of recovery. I encourage everyone to be clean and sober, to attend meetings, to find a sponsor, to work the steps, and then as the miracle starts to happen for you to pass it along by sponsoring other men and women, helping give back, that's where the magic really starts to happen and the the divine spark, as it's said, in the rooms. Number two, I am not a mental health professional. I have uh, the extensive and hard-won uh, battle scars of, of therapy and mental health assistance from pr- medical professionals um, that I've sought out voluntarily in my program of recovery, but also just my program of self-improvement. Uh, but I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not a doctor. And I would also encourage everyone to seek out and find someone you trust, Christian counselor a religious counselor a social worker, a psychologist, a PhD, a psychiatrist—whatever, whatever you need—so that you feel comfortable when you are sitting down with a man or woman with some serious uh, professional chops, so to speak—and and and you can be completely honest with that person. That is the most important thing: is that you feel that you can trust a person enough that you can tell them the truth, and do tell them the truth. And it is amazing what how. That truth will set you free. Third, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions. And I ask that my anonymity be preserved, that no actions be taken against me to dox me or find out who I am. It's pretty easy, actually, probably to find out who I am. I, I don't hide my program of recovery. But in order for me to deliver my words and and my truth. I need to feel safe, and I assure everyone who listens to this and everyone who encounters me that I will always preserve their anonymity. Um, And fourth, as I've said um, on many occasions, I will not ever solicit, nor will I accept any kind of remuneration for this podcast. I think it's a bigger part of my spiritual and substance abuse and... Just personal and professional recovery and well-being, but um, I do not seek nor would I accept advertisements or contributions because I want this to always come from a place of complete benevolence uh, and and without any financial interest whatsoever. So with all that said, on to tonight's episode. Sailing to Byzantium by W. B. Yeats. That is no country for old men, the young in one another's arms, birds in the trees, those dying generations at their song, the salmon falls, the mackerel crowded seas, fish, flesh, or fowl commend all summer long. Whatever is begotten, born, and dies, caught in that sensual music, all neglect, monuments. Of an aging intellect an aged man is but a paltry thing a tattered coat upon a stick unless soul clap its hands and sing and louder sing for every tatter in its mortal dress nor is there singing school but studying monuments of its own magnificence and therefore i have sailed the seas and come to the holy city of byzantium o sages standing in god's holy fire as in the gold mosaic of a wall. Come from the holy fire, purn in a gyre, and be the singing masters of my soul. Consume my heart away, sick with desire, and fasten to a dying animal. It knows not what it is, and gather me into the artifice of eternity. Once out of nature, I shall never take my bodily form from any natural thing, But such a form as Grecian goldsmiths make of hammered gold and gold enameling to keep a drowsy emperor awake or set upon a golden bough to sing to lords and ladies of Byzantium of what is past or passing or to come. Tonight's episode is called A Man's Price and I thought I would explain where that comes from and a little bit of what's on my mind as we get into 2019 as i said in my last episode this year i really i'd say the number one driving force of my life has been i don't and i don't know if you could call this a product of fear of missing out or just a, a inherent capabilities that haunt you when you think you could have done something better, more intentionally, more curated, more whatever. I think curate was the word of 2019, eighteen. Mindful was the word of 2017 or before. But, but just to be intentional about everything that I do. I'm, I'm usually intentional, um, sometimes to a, a fault. I think the problem is that I couple intentionality with an intense pace that borders on chaos or frenzy or frenetic energy. And to the outside world, it can look like just reckless and frenetic, disorganized and chaotic. It's not, but it borders on that. And it takes a toll on me. And I would like to be more thoughtfully intentional, more thoughtfully and intentionally patient or more patient in my intentions and my execution of those intentions I'm a big fan of the show True Detective Um, if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor and watch season one get rid of season two and jump in on season three which just started but I went back and watched season one again and It's just really well done, and there's just so many different scenes in there that I love. Um, I love the acting. I think it's some of the best television that's been created. Um, And there's a scene where the character Marty Hart um, inflicts some, some physical damage on two young men, Um, who are of majority age, but they have engaged in some deviant or some harmful behavior with Marty's daughter and of a sexual nature, and it's clear that they're not criminals necessarily, but they have committed a pretty significant crime, and they face a choice, Um, and you have his rage, but also the idea of being forced to choose between taking a beating at his hands or going to prison, possibly, where they may end up losing their lives, certainly going to lose their liberty, and maybe worse. And as he's strapping on what appear to be some either heavy bag mitts or, or, or really gardening gloves is what it looks like to me, kind of rolling up his sleeves and he says a man's game charges a man's price. And I thought about that and I've thought about that a lot and I've probably referenced it before. Certainly in conversations uh, it hit me hard. That, I mean that's that's a big part of adulthood. It's a big part of recovery. It's a big part of me being a man not a child is understanding that A man's game charges a man's price. And I don't think you can limit this to gender. I mean, it's just I'm a man, so I have to look at things like that. And, you know, that we are allowed and encouraged in some instances to engage in grown man games, grown man endeavors, and as young men especially and sometimes older men who are still young men in their in their minds childish or or immature you know we're 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 playing a man's game but we're not willing to pay a man's price and i think about that i think about being young and being sexually active at a young age Um, people don't realize you're, you're, you could be creating life here. You could be, you, you're, you're touching souls with another human being. Um, they, you could be changing their life forever and you're not willing to pay that man's price. You're as a man, you, you could be asked to go to war. You think about George Bush, who just passed away, the elder. I think about the supreme manhood that it takes to be 18 years old. You don't have, you're not, you have no college. It's back in the day, you know, World War II, and here's a man, young man, 18 years old. I mean, you know, think about how many 18-year-olds are, you know, your kids or your cousins or your sisters or brothers, or whatever, and they're 18 years old, and this young man, is a officer, as a pilot in a bomber against the Japanese. You know, and he gets shot down. He has to drop bombs on other human beings. He has to fight, and his plane is shot at. You think about how terrified you were at 18 of going to a movie alone, or being called out in class, or something like that, or, or going on to a, the field of football field or going into the baseball diamond or a tennis match or somehow nervous you are, think about kidding up with other grown men in your cockpit there because there's a couple guys I think in this type of plane, and you 're going to fly that into combat you 're playing a, a grown man 's game we are insisting that you play this game, that you engage in this game, and it 's not a game, and it charges the ultimate. Of a man's price, one of your men loses his life. You, know, you know, you, you parachute in, you know. It, it's just, it's just mind-boggling to me what we what we are allowed to do, what we voluntarily engage in, but then what we sometimes are forced to do, and um, and we're paying this price, and and we have no idea. Or, 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 we should we 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 choose not to have an idea, you know. Think about marriage. Think about how many how many times you hear, you know, we why is why is the holy matrimony with all of its religious symbolism and its the perfect vows and all these things that are so serious, and we're asked to do this and we do this and we're like, wait a second, you know. You are committing one of the most serious taking one of the most serious vows a person of honesty and integrity and value can take. Are you really ready to do that? You're playing a man's game. you get better get ready to pay a man's price, and when you break that game when you you know that's when the price has to get paid and it can be. You know, in some places, oh well, it didn't work out a year later, big deal. You know, I don't I don't know. I mean, for some people like me, it indelibly marks your soul. And the price you pay can be steep. Um and I've just really been riveted on that on that is the the idea of like drinking alcohol is a grown up game. And you get into playing that game and you don't want to pay the price. I mean, what person could ever think that, you know, well, it's before work. I'm going to have a cocktail or something or I'm going to smoke a joint in the parking lot of my, you know, business or something like that. What could ever think that, that you're doing, the, you know, that that's, you know, you're, 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 you're playing this game, but you're not willing to pay the price to accept that that, that is absolutely inappropriate behavior. Um, and I just find, I find that, that, that that's one of those things in life as we, as we're working through it. Um, sometimes people are more equipped to, 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 to play that game and pay that price or, or not have to pay the price because they were equipped to pay the play that game, um, than others, you know, and, um, and I think about that frequently as I As there's another quote that I heard from somebody I admire a great deal and know personally. And um, this is a man who on, on his Instagram feed, I think it says, you know, something along the lines of I'm comfortable with the future that my past has created. And I think about that where where, you know, you know, think about when you've done something. I, I agree. You know, hey, we, we don't crawl before anyone, and there's a point where you've paid your debt to society. You know, it's it's over. But you know, where where you don't, you know, it's it's like when you're making amends and you're trying to get someone to, hey, you forgive me, right? It's time for me to, you to move on from this. Well, you know, you don't get to make that choice. That's playing God again. You know, that's controlling. You know, sometimes you hurt somebody. Or you behaved in such a way and it, it has ramifications. And you'd be like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be holding that against me. Or, oh, oh, you should be okay with that, you know. Your girlfriend runs into an old girlfriend of yours. And you don't like the way your new girlfriend behaves. Well, maybe that's because you're not willing to pay that price. You know, you you had relationships and 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 you don't get to control that. And so I think about that. A man's game charges a man's price. And when we're in recovery, it can be very hard, you know, um, where you feel like you've been walking the path of, of righteousness. You know, you've you've got a year. You've got two years. you got five years of sobriety. And still somebody comes up. Something from your past comes back and, you know, that credit card you took out that big balance on wants to get paid. And maybe you were drunk, maybe you were high, maybe you were gambling and you took out a line of credit or whatever it is, you know, some sort of financial deal. And now you don't want to you know, you took a student loan out and then you failed out. You Oh, I don't want to I don't want to pay that. I think about a lot of the ills in our society right now and I'm not getting on a high horse on that. Actually, let me just scrap the ills of society. I'm not in any place to talk about the society or what people should or shouldn't do. I talk about for me. There's just so many times when, you know, I'm 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 raw about something. I'm upset about something about the way you're responding to me or I wanted you to behave a certain way. And really that's me. That's on me. You know? I'm mad because you want me to pay a price, or you don't want to pay the price that I want you to pay. You know, and a man's game charges a man's price. And part of that is sometimes you don't get to make amends. Sometimes you have to sit there and you gotta you gotta sit quietly with it and understand that you hurt somebody and you're gonna have to have a living amends, or you're gonna try to, you know, and you're not gonna be forgiven. Um, you're not going to be forgiven. And and maybe not being forgiven is part of the price you're paying. And sometimes we have to you know, this is this is this is the price. Is is I think a lot of times I we think, well, you know, it's like it's over, it's done with, move on. Well, sometimes you don't get to move on. Ulysses by Alfred Lord Tennyson. It little profits that an idle king, by this still hearth, among these barren crags, matched with an aged wife, I met and dole unequal laws unto a savage race that hoard and sleep and feed and know not me. I cannot rest from travel, I will drink. Life to the lees, all times I've enjoyed, greatly have suffered greatly, Both with those that loved me and alone on shore. And when through scudding drifts the rainy Hyades vexed the dim sea, I am become a name. For always roaming with a hungry heart, much have I seen and known. Cities of men and manners, climates, councils, governments. Myself not least, but honored of them all. And drunk delight of battle with my peers, far on the ringing plains of windy Troy. I am a part of all that I have met, yet all experience is an arch where through gleams that untraveled world whose margin fades forever and forever when I move, how dull it is to pause, to make an end, to rust unburnished, not to shine in use as though to breathe were life, life piled on life were all too little and of one to me little remains but every hour is saved from that eternal silence, something more, a bringer of new things, and vile it were, for some three sons to store and hoard myself, and this gray spirit yearning in desire to follow knowledge like a sinking star beyond the utmost bound of human thought. This is my son, my own Telemachus, to whom I leave the scepter and the isle, well-loved of me, discerning to fulfill This labor, by slow prudence to make mild, a rugged people, and through soft degrees, subdue them to the useful and the good. Most blameless is he, centered in the sphere of common duties decent not to fail. In offices of tenderness and pay meet adoration to my household gods. When I am gone, he works his work, I mine. There lies the port, the vessel puffs her sail. There gloom the dark, broad seas. My mariners, soul, souls that have toiled and wrought and thought with me, that ever with a frolic welcome took. The thunder and the sunshine and opposed, free hearts, free foreheads, you and I are old. Old age hath yet his honor and his toil. Death closes all, but something ere the end. Some work of noble note may yet be done. Not unbecoming men that strove with gods, the lights begin to twinkle from the rocks, the long way wanes. The slow moon climbs. The deep moans round with many voices. Come, my friends. It's too late to seek a newer world. Push off and, sitting well in order, smite the sounding furrows for my purpose holds to sail beyond the sunset and the baths of all the western stars until I die. It may be that the gulfs will wash us down. It may be we shall touch the happy isles And see the great Achilles, whom we knew. Though much is taken, much abides. And though we are not now that strength which in old days moved earth and heaven, that which we are, we are. One equal temper of heroic hearts, made weak by time and fate, but strong in will to strive, to seek, to find, and not to yield. So you've heard me talk in past podcasts about the concept of pay me now and pay me later and how when I was a young man, I was on a sailboat with some other young men who were friends of mine and we were drinking beers and, you know, sailing around the bay and the harbor and the ocean uh, in a little place called Destin, Florida, probably circa 1984 and there was this crusty old guy probably wasn't much he he was pro- I don't know how old he was 30s 40s you know how everybody seems young and old at the same time when you're that age didn't seem that old to me didn't see that young either but he was obviously some sort of a professional sailor or captain or beach bum or whatever And he seemed to have life pretty dialed in on one level, but he pulled me aside and he said, life is pay me now or pay me later. He goes, I I chose to pay later and now I'm paying, you know, I'm, I don't have money. I didn't go to school. I partied, you know, and now I'm kind of having to tote your sorry ass around, you know, a bunch of preppy kids drinking beer and talking smack and you know, and he was nice, he wasn't, he wasn't rude about it, he wasn't condemning or judging or anything, he was just saying, kind of like the old stay in school speech, um, you know, and I was, it was funny, because I was obviously headed to wherever, you know, we're all, we're all, you know, in, in Ivy League, or thereabouts bound, you know, kind of thing, And and it was like, you know, we're athletes, and accomplished, and all this stuff, and and I thought, man, this guy's got it dialed in. You know, he's got a good, he's not worried about stuff. You know, I, th- I, I was just, as I've always been, just consumed by worry. Am I going to be good enough? What's the next challenge that I have to overcome? You know, and, um, you know, I was, I probably had just turned 17, I think, at that time. Maybe I was, yeah, I think I was 17. And... um you think as i as I come close to fifty two now thirty five years later um I think about that guy and i think and I think I've added my own spin to it. you know it's not pay me now or pay me later it's pay me now and pay me later. Life has amazing gifts to offer and amazing beauty and, and your higher power if you have one. I have one, but it but has has set this amazing journey up and and God reveals him or herself to everyone in some way. Maybe it's through combat in the trenches. Maybe it's sitting in a hospital room while your wife delivers your child. Maybe it's when you're down on your knees and you don't have two cents to rub together anymore and, you know, the tax man is calling or the senior partner in the firm is knocking, where's my money? Where's my check? You know, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe it's when you find out you're sick. Maybe Maybe it's when you find out your parents or your child or your husband or your wife are sick. Maybe they're not who you thought they were. Maybe your wife is calling you a loser, or worse. You know, that's later. That's paying you later. It's coming. You know, it's coming for us, and and you got to be ready for it. You got to accept that it's coming, and um, it doesn't mean that the sword of Damocles is hanging over your head every day. Like, oh my gosh, that that's what you know. Bad bad things are coming. I better buckle down. You know. Be not afraid, people. But at the same time, understand that, you know, paying now and paying later, it's it's pay always. Do the next right thing. Stay sober. Pay the grown man's price. You know, grown woman's price, grown mother's price, grown husband's price, grown grandfather's price. That price, we all know what that price is. It's that, it's that acceptance. It's that serenity that says, I I know this is the price that's going to get paid and I'm ready to pay it. Being fully aware of the consequences of your actions. Acting with intent. Can you act with intention and intentionality if you don't know the consequences? Are you acting with intentions if you don't care about the consequences? I think not. And that's the thing is, you know, there's just a lot of that 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 it's 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 not that you're a coward or you're afraid or anything. it's just you're making a grown man's game. You're playing but you're not thinking what's well, the grown man's price? It's going to come from me, you know, sitting down at the roulette at the at the at the, at the blackjack table and going and doubling down on that hand. Am I? Do I have a stack of chips in my pocket? Is this my rent money? You know, and that's where I get frustrated with myself. And I certainly get frustrated when I hear, you know, when I hear things about like, well, it drove me to drink. To me, when you say something like, like when I say, well, I, I'm, I'm going to go out or I'm going to drive, drove me to drink or things, you know, something went bad. So I, I decided to pick up a drink over it. That's like the ultimate of saying I'm not willing to pay a grown man's price because it's like, look, you know damn good and well that picking up, hitting your spouse, getting drunk, getting high, wrecking your car, stealing money, doing whatever it is, that is not going to make whatever it was better. And I I know that I sound so terribly strident and and, and ineloquent, but what i'm trying to say is you know when i hear people and i've seen and i i i certainly have, you know i've i've felt it oh you know it's it's getting me off you know i'm getting i'm getting off kilter here i think you know oh you know you get itchy or whatever and it's like so i'm in this grown man thing called life and it's not going my way so is the answer to hurt myself to hurt somebody else Pick, pull the plug out of the jug and, and, and go ahead and, and, you know, pick up. No. You know, fully accepting the consequences and the hazards of life because I'm clear eyed. Because I've, I've accepted that, that, that I've accepted that my past will create a future. That I that 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 is coming. I cannot change that past, but I can accept that there is a future, and that I must I must meet it with 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 a grin and the attitude. And I, I commend you know, Man's Search for Meaning again. That that gosh that part in the beginning where he talks about where the the uh, the forward. I think from the rabbi that says. Watching men and women walking into the gas chamber with the Lord's prayer on their lips, and you think that, that they didn't play a grown man's game, they didn't want to be there, but it was like my attitude like I'm going out with dignity, I'm going out with dignity i oh you know and just I'm a little bit rambly today, I I'm not gonna lie. But I just I've been so fired up about this when I saw that on the TV show and I was like, everybody who knows me knows I'm I'm a movie quotation writ large. And um and certainly True Detective season one especially offered a whole lot of good movie quotes. But um Yeah. A grown man's game, or a man's game charges a man's price. and, and, and again, I, you know, that's not a gender thing. That's like an adult's game charges an adult's price. You're a child. You're trying to play games with a young woman. You're trying to do stuff and, and you are about to face some consequences of those actions and it is about to rain some hell on you, but that price is actually a pretty good bargain given what could happen. That's what I took from that. Accept that. You know, and I think about all of the things that i've done and said and behaved in my life and i'm like my lord there is a entire fort Knox vault of grown man's price waiting for me to pay it for the grown man games i played unwittingly stupidly brazenly you know and 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 I don't know. You know, sometimes I'm ready for it, and sometimes I'm not. I know that if I go to my meetings, I read the the big book. I get down on my knees and I thank God for the amazing, wonderful life that I've got. You know the 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 impetus. What's the plural of impetus? Impeti Impetuses? <laughs> the triggering events. The prompting events that create prices and consequences are much more limited when you're sober. Much more limited. Um, and that that's where, you know, in, in a way, um, being in the program, you know, some people say, oh, you know, it's like a penance. You're, oh, you have to, you know. Yeah, part, you can look at it that way. This is the price that I'm paying. This is where my best thinking got me. I don't really look at it that way, you know, because I think that the best thing I ever did was walk into a meeting. Um, I, I hear that and I get it. You know, my best thinking got me here. You know, I flew in on the wings of victory, and everybody's, you know, ever said sarcastically, you know, I'm, I'm I'm at rock bottom and all that, and and. It's amazing because you, if you really look, about, look at it, it was like, God, God's like, hey, man, you dug, you dug deep into rock bottom, and you found the gateway. You found the gateway to me. Your life's about to get really fucking good. Excuse my language. But it is. But that just says, you know, your life's about to get really fucking good. You're paying some price. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go through the catharsis, you know, you're gonna go through the crucible. It's gonna suck in a lot of ways, but it's gonna be awesome. You know? And so yeah, the best thing that ever happened to me. Going in that first room, going in that first meeting and sitting there with tears in my eyes and my hands kind of shaking from nervousness and embarrassment and humiliation and thinking about all the stupid shit I'd done or not done that I could have been better at this and I could have been better at that. And the next thing I know is, you know, uh, little did I know I was on the pathway to righteousness, you know, for today just for today i mean it's unbelievable how great how great life can be and how good this world this universe this primordial ether you know that from which everything comes the divine spark that can be inside all of us we got this you got this you got you got plenty of change in your pocket to pay that price don't worry i promise you you got you got the change in the pocket to pay the price just just accept that there's a price to pay and be ready to pay it don't whine and moan and you know i've seen that so many times where you know we're working with somebody and it's and it's all you know that's not fair or i can't believe you know it's like hey hey wait a second you know you're the one who cheated on your spouse you know you're the one who um, did drugs and got caught. You're the one who slammed your car into a telephone pole. You know, it's like it's, you're going to pay the price, and it's and it and it's a pathway that you walk. And we get to walk that path, and it's awesome. If we are painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we are halfway through. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. God, thank you for giving me another wonderful year on this earth. Thank you for giving me another year of sobriety and serenity. Thank you for my struggles. Thank you for my challenges. And thank you for my suffering that has created a crucible and a price that I could pay, that you've given me the strength to pay and the ability to pay, and the ability to atone, and the ability to make amends, and the ability to walk tall, knowing that at least for a day I'm able to face the consequences and the hazards of my actions, that I'm able to to live right, and in right living and right action, to find right thinking. Thank you for allowing me to have the courage and the strength and the hope to pay a man's price in the man's game of life. Amen. Love to all.